Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. I'm Mickey. And thanks for joining us today, guys. We have a great episode lined up for you. We're going to go over the ongoings from the past two weeks since we last spoke to y'all. And we have a special guest. Oh, I can't wait for this. I know. Gosh, you're so starstruck over this one. And you know what? I can't blame you. She's wonderful. We have Chris Antilli that we did an interview with. And Chris is the author of The Naked Truth about Hedonism 2. What a book, right? That is the seminal guide, right? It's, it, it's, it's the a definitive quint- guide on Hedo. Quintessential travel guide to traveling to the resort. But even if you've never been, you never will go, it's hilarious. Right. It's well, a great read. You know what I say? Because, you know, in the podcast community, there's a lot of people that talk about desire. They talk mm-hmm. about DP. They talk about desire, Riviera Maya. And it's desire, 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 desire. Nobody's ever written a fucking book about desire. <laughs> All right. You know, maybe we will. You know, that's something we're looking into in 2020, right? So that's how I end that argument when they say okay. Hedo versus desire. Nobody's ever written a Fair fucking enough. book. Fair enough. Yeah. And this book is, say, is stood the test of time and it's influenced and it brought out so much positivity uh, for people who have read it. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's it's hilarious. And I think it's about more than just about Hito, right? Even if you've never been to Hito, you're not going to go to Hito. You don't give a shit about Hito. I think uh, much like you know our guest last time, Jeff James, um, she had some really cool things to say that that affect life and and are really about you know, and they are about lifestyle. They are about doing things that are outside of our comfort zone. I'm really excited uh, for that interview, but that's not all we're talking about, right? Because no. what is today? Today is. New, New Year's, Year's Day. Day. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Welcome Year. Welcome to 2019, where oh, we're still kicking ass. That's right. Kicking <laughs> lots of ass. We can't wait for 2019 because, you know, 2018, for all the fucked up things that it was, yeah. was the birth of Casual Swinger. So that's uh, pretty wicked for us. And, you know, we're excited to be here with all of you guys and, and doing what we do. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about our new year and, and what we did over the last few days because we kind of had a resolution and we lived it. This we weekend. did. And we made it before because the holidays were very tough as far as getting out of the house, doing things, taking that time for ourselves and spending time with LS people. We, it just didn't happen. Everyone was so busy. Like in the last podcast, we said, like, what date? It you just know, died. It just it, it died, and yeah. and it was very stressful. And I think there's a lot of people out there, especially when family gets involved, that feel that way. And I I love the holidays. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm a little relieved that we're past oh, that I'm now. So glad the holidays are over. So, but yeah, we started a resolution early. We had an amazing date. We had an amazing. That's how we started an the whole thing, right? Date. That was Friday. We had a, a stupid great date. It I was mean, fantastic. One of the best dates we've ever had. In Honestly, the yes, and like. I'm excited and I'm a little nervous because this is so new. This is a different vibe. It is a different vibe. And I'm kind of going, don't fuck it up, Mickey. Don't fuck it up, Mickey. Oh, me too. (laughs) Completely me too. And I told them outright because we actually spent New Year's Eve with them. We did. We saw them twice in the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Because like 
We weren't the, gonna, right? We were just gonna go on the date yeah. with these guys, and then we had a house party on Saturday night, which and is that amazing was it. as well, yeah, right? Which was a lifestyle, also, but yeah, and we're like, whatever, that's fine. And then we have this great date, and they're like, oh, we're going to Secrets, and we're like, well, we weren't gonna go to Secrets, but I think we're going to now. And then we ended up spending the whole night with them at yeah. Secrets, which well, um, should we close down the? We went to a, just a casual restaurant, hang, hung out, had a couple drinks, had some food. And we look up after hours of conversation with these people, and they're closing it down. Like, they're flipping chairs under the tables. Oh, yeah. They did everything but tell us to get the hell out of their bar. Literally. And then we sat out in the parking lot for another hour talking. It was just – we were so drawn, and it it was just – it was so good. Yeah. Well, so we're going to call these guys DP uh, because it's funny. And (laughs) That's great, actually. So we're going to call them DP. And uh, they absolutely just – I mean, so when when I we sat here to talk, we wanted to talk about this this date that we had and why it was a great date. What makes yes a yeah, date? Let's great. break that down. Uh, because you know we've had a lot of dates with other couples. We've met people, and you know you know when you have to work for it, and you feel like you're having to search for things to talk about, or maybe they're not giving that energy back to you that that you're putting out there, and you feel like maybe you have to entertain them and you have to turn on and be some sort of a comedian. That didn't happen. No. It was so organic. It really was. Like, I mean, it was it was like a, a game of tennis almost where we would tell a story, they would tell a story, and we would it was just sharing and they had lifestyle experience, which made it great for us. Yes. Yes. You know, and and they had stories to tell and things to talk about and And they and, were in a nineteen year old midget. I yeah. mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. They had a midget. I don't know that so we great. have permission to tell that story, but it was I'm not going to tell the story, but it's great. They had a midget. So yeah. Uh, but it just, you know, oh. my favorite part is first of all, she is smoking. Uh, so let's yeah, put that out there. Fucking gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous, but she's intelligent and she was outgoing and gregarious and he was warm and friendly and and, and I mean, good looking and intelligent. Well, I'm not and say I that, mean you just <laughs> it's again, I'm excited. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, we have not uh, connected with a couple like that since we moved to Florida. So uh, if we sound excited, it's because we are. Those guys were badass. So what makes a great date? Connecting, connecting and and sharing content with each other and and just talking about your lives and it not feeling forced. Yeah. Remember we talked about being a good communicator and that's, there's two parts to that. That's the act of listening, which is a key role and being an active conversationalist, like putting yourself out there because especially in doing what we do in the lifestyle and going on dates, there's really no reason that you need to waste your time pretending to be somebody you're not in order to fit a mold because you're not serving yourself and you're not serving the other people. No, This is all about having a good time and meeting new people. And for me, anything that happens after making friends is fucking icing on the cake. And I mean fucking icing. Yeah. I love fucking (laughs) icing. Uh, Well, and you just hit a huge nail on the head, right, Mel? I mean, that's, I mean, we talk about the importance of just getting together, just getting together and seeing what happens. Magic can't happen if you don't leave the house. Correct, I tell people, which I mean, is part of our resolution here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a fisherman and I tell people you're not going to catch fish unless you're on the lake. Yeah. You know, you're just not going to do it. Yeah. You know? My dad used to say you can't get fish, catch fish sitting on the couch. That's right. Yeah. And for us, you know, we needed to get on the lake. We needed to get out there and meet some people. So we went on SDC and, and I found these guys. So what I wanted to also say is what made us message these guys in the first place? Um, because you know, I handle a lot of our SDC stuff and I bring stuff to Mallory and I say, Hey honey, this is, this is, these are the couples I identified that I think are interesting. So what stood out to me about their profile? They had a ton of pictures. 
they had video, uh, which is crazy on SDC, right? And I mean, they're hot, but that wasn't the point. The point was they really put parts of themselves out there. And some people do it with words like we do, but some people do it with their pictures too. And their pictures were them being active, them being outside, them going places and happy and, you know, bars and parties and friends. And, and I was Yeah, like, it wasn't central around being sexy or sex in general. No. It was about them as people. Yes. And that says to genius. me, these are the kind of people we want to hang out around. It doesn't matter if it ever becomes sex. And if that's the feeling you get looking at a couple, chances are you're going to have a decent date if they are as advertised. And I'll tell you, DP was 100% as advertised. Yeah, they were exactly who we thought they were. And uh, yeah, it was good stuff. So that's awesome. That's how our New Year's date went. But what do we do after the date? What do we do the next day? Because, you know, that date lasted all night long. We didn't get home till like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, so that was Friday. And then uh, the next day we had a house party. So good friends of ours. We actually met them in Jamaica, but they only live like 30 minutes from us, which is hilarious. So we go to this house party. They host um, parties there, what, once or twice a month? End of the I month. Do- They're Doodles yeah. Deviants. Doodles Deviants. Or mm-hmm. the name of the group. Yep. Uh, great people. I love the two, the couple that, that runs that house that, that runs that group. I mean, they're just so freaking awesome. And what about that house? Oh my God, dude. So they've, they bought this house intentionally to host parties there and they've been slowly remodeling it. Yeah. And like the epitome of a fixer upper. I mean, we, the first time we went out there, we were like, okay, it needs some work, but it's got potential. It had a ton of potential and the the layout's great. And they installed like this island with like the kitchen is just to die for with that. That that refrigerator refrigerator is actually going to cost me my marriage. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I could handle that refrigerator. It was insane. And the countertops and the cabinets and- it's the I biggest mean, fucking kitchen I've ever seen. But what was so cool is I noticed the way they had everything laid out, that they made sure that items that would be frequently used and, you know, where the placement of the island was, it was all central to when we have this many people over, how is the flow going to work? And they did an, an excellent there job. There were, what, nearly 100 people at this party? At least And it's a house party, people. mind you. So this is a big freaking house. Yeah. It's a pretty big house. It had a pool, had a hot tub. There's indoor and outdoor space. There's rooms upstairs that are group rooms, solo rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was of made for this, right? I mean, yeah. you can get upstairs and downstairs easily. Mm-hmm. You can get around the house easily. Yep. You can get around the tub and the hot tub or yes. the pool and the hot tub easily. You can get in and out of the house easily. They were easily accessible bathrooms, moving with all those people. It never really felt crowded. No, it didn't. It and, didn't. And, and that was awesome. And everyone was in, you know, dressed wonderfully i saw women changing outfits throughout the night oh yeah which was fantastic because then it was Hot like a little, little fashion yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah i love it when people get dressed and up. people were cross like mingling and very very social there wasn't a lot of like hesitation or nervousness or wallflowering like it was a really cool vibe yeah so you know and of course you know they're great and they're great hosts and it you know honestly that's a cheap way like house parties i think we talked about this on, on an early episode house parties are a great inexpensive way to get out and meet people um their donation was 20 bucks is yeah. their recommended donation but they don't ask for it they no. set the box out and they never mention it no nope. if you want to make a donation that's where you do it um yeah. but they had music and dancing now us yeah they had like appetizers and 
food set out and mixers and cups and plates. I mean, you name it. They supplied everything, but it was BYOB. If you had something you wanted to drink that was alcoholic, that's the only thing you had to bring. Yeah, and if you wanted to bring a dish for people to share, you could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they set those stuff out. And so it's kind of like a a potluck at the same time. If you want to eat, I never really understand why people eat at swinger parties. It, It weirds me out a little bit. It doesn't weird me out, but I can't because I get that nervous excitement and it's just the food is the last thing on my mind. Oh, it's the last thing on my mind too, I assure you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's – so let's talk about – because we I want to talk about what we did at the party and, and where we ended up. Yeah, but that was I, interesting. I, how did we get there? So same thing. I went on SDC and, and SLS and I found the party and I joined the party beforehand, days beforehand to make sure that other people knew we were going to be there. And then I followed that up by bringing up the whole list of everybody that was coming and bringing up each of their profiles. And Mallory and I sat in bed on our tablets and we went through and said, these are the three people we would very much like to talk to. And then, you know, we sent a few messages. I think we probably sent four or five because there were some great people there. that There we hadn't really met. were. And we ran into most of them. We did. And it, it it was wonderful. I'm so glad that you took that proactive role, got me involved, that we sent those messages and were able to connect with other humans like yeah. that. It was it was Because great. we didn't know anybody other than the hosts when we got there. No. Nope. But we saw those familiar faces. We saw people that were like, hey, you guys are casual swinger. Yes, we are. It's nice to meet you. And then that transitions into, great, tell us about yourselves. You know, we read your profile and we know this and that and the other. And that's the other thing, right? When you go to a party like that and you did look up people. Don't just look at their pictures. Look and see what they had to say so you have something to talk about. Yes. Um, That was kind of a big deal. And when we did that, we ended up meeting a couple from Jacksonville. That's true, which was so exciting. It, totally exciting because she's screaming hot and he's uh, apparently a He's like a debonair yeah. hot. Like, yeah. He's he's almost as smooth as I am. Oh, almost. Almost. <laughs> but like he had, and I'm not into facial hair typically, but he had like this really nicely coiffed like beard going yeah. on and like. It was dressed really well, yeah. and but yeah. the, the thing about this particular couple, um, she's definitely hot. So yeah, and she I had to say it again. But they're super cool, and they invited us to their party next yes. weekend in Jacksonville. Yep. So we're going. Yeah. So we're gonna go, and and it's and we love being around lifestyle people. Um, again, you know, it's uh, you know we we definitely have our preference uh, right now. You know, we've we've got you know a, a couple that we met that's close to home that we're you know having a great time with but we still love going to these parties it's not like we're gonna i mean some people are very busy we're usually not i just i i want to add to my tribe and i want to be more active in in life in general we spend you know in the day-to-day stuff between work and family we dump a lot of ourselves into that and i found in the last year aside from when we started the podcast that we had gotten away from allowing ourselves to have that time you're so right and i think it makes us better people it makes us better employees it makes us better parents when we get that kind of time because it feeds our soul and and who we are well we really value that time when we get it now both ways we value our lifestyle time we Uh also value the time with our, our friends and family and kids a little bit more too because absolutely we're taking that time and we're making time for ourselves and um here after we finish talking about our new year's party we'll talk about some of those resolutions a little bit but i i think you're right getting out more 
was the plan. And wow, did it work out. I mean, obviously, like we said, great date. Uh-huh. And then we made friends with another couple that hosts parties, just like the Deviants, where yes. we went on Saturday night. Yes. So now we have more parties and more friends. So positivity begets positivity, wouldn't you say? I have to agree. And the other thing that I acknowledged is I, I get, I feel like I'm getting more quality time with you mm-hmm. and your element. As How'd yourself. that work out last night for you? I worked out well twice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good stuff. You oh. were a shit talking to somebody last oh, night in the bedroom. Oh, I had my 900 number voice on. So oh, yeah. yes, you did. Oh, that was dirty. But hey, what did we do last night? We went to our favorite haunt in Orlando. Uh, I know those guys follow the show. We got to give them mad props. Secrets Hideaway in they Kissimmee. Did. Dude, they did a smashing job. What a great party they put on last night. I Utterly mean, First amazing. of all, they put so much work into that resort. They did. In the last year, they have really like dressed that place up. Uh, yeah, hands down. I mean, it all. It doesn't look like a completely different club. It looks like a better version yes. of that resort. Yeah, I mean, I noticed siding on, on the rooms, on the interior rooms. There was siding on the outside that they had redone. Yeah, and they did. Um, they vamped up the courtyard a little bit, and then they had that big screen for the ball drop. They did a, a ridiculous firework display at midnight. Mm, that was redonk. It was. It. I mean, I'm sorry, Disney didn't have shit on that because mm-hmm. you were so close to it, and they were they were right very, in front of well, us, literally right in front of us, and just yeah. beautiful. And I, I, would, I, I said at the end, I wished all orgasms into like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was badass. Yeah. But you know, so I mean, there were corsets everywhere. Like last night was corset central because last well, night was Royal New Year's Eve. Yeah, right? it was I had the royal theme going on, and so Mallory was the queen of hearts. Oh my gosh, and... I, I kept saying it. I was so bougie, like over the top bougie, but uh... I had to own it. She definitely had her little inner hoe going on with her little red corset and her tutu with the sexy little panties. We didn't take a picture. I'm really so bummed. I'm really pissed because that we could use that picture for this episode, and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to use a picture of for this episode, but we'll figure it out. Uh, but just, just sexy, and there were corsets everywhere, right? So DP, she was wearing yes. a sexy corset with uh-huh. her little. She looked like a little Renaissance fair thing going yes. on, and that ass of hers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so that was awesome. And I mean, just what a great New Year's party. Uh, And, uh, you know, so that kind of is what brought us to that party. I just mentioned DP. That's how we ended up there. They said, hey, we're going to Secrets. We're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Guess we are now too. (laughs) Yeah. And we're really glad we did because those outfits were awesome. Um, If you guys don't know about Secrets, just to give these guys a shameless plug, um, they actually sell their rooms. You can rent them when you go there for a party, but you Uh can also buy in as an owner. We don't personally have one, uh, but it looks like a pretty cool thing if you're going to It is very cool. And I think it, I don't know if it makes sense for us. I mean, that's something we could definitely entertain, but we're so close that I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just don't know, but I definitely see the value in it. And that's a definitely, that's another neat feature about going to that place specifically. And it's, crazy because we weren't supposed to be here we were supposed to be up in virginia yeah we were attending gonna taboo. taboos yeah yeah new year's eve party and family stuff happened life stuff happened and we ended up needing to stay back here in florida yeah check engine turned, light on the truck turned out to be a blessing in disguise what a weekend right yeah. if we had gone to virginia who knows what would have happened yeah there. no yeah, idea that's what we were gonna do we were no gonna head idea. up there but hey i want to throw a shout out real quick um our friends mark and carly uh mark and carly host at secrets um, they, you know, you can't miss the dude. He's got a gigantic mohawk, super gregarious, great MC. Um, you know, he and I run into each other all over the place, uh, MC and stuff. And Mark and Carly are as sweet as they come. 
They're nice people, and Carly is under the weather right now. So Mark did it last night by himself at Secrets. Um, so Mallory and I want to say, you know, Carly, if you're listening to this, feel better, honey. Uh, we're thinking about you. Yeah. And uh, so, but aside from that, we love where this is going, right? This is really good stuff for us. This is great stuff. Like I'm so far, I know we're 24 hours in, not even. Yeah. But New Year. 2019 is our year, Mickey. I oh, feel it in boy. my bones. You're going to do some dirty I'm shit. I'm going to do some dirty shit. <laughs> but you know what? This, how do you do it? You know, so we had, remember we talked uh, right at the beginning. So we we're talking about a grand total of, you know, 19 minutes ago. Uh, what in the world, you know, did we talk about with Chris Santilli today? The, one of the things she said that gave me goosebumps was do the stupid shit. Absolutely. Get out there. And that's a resolution that just is huge. Yeah. For us, that's exactly what we said. We're Don't be get out scared. There. Don't be scared of taking these little risks that yeah. can change how you feel about others, how you feel about yourself. Yeah, you know, opening your eyes to to new experiences. Oh wow! Well, and we're going to set the example. We're going to set the example for our lifestyle friends. Yep. We're going to set it for our kids. We're going to set it for a lot of people this year. We are going to amp up what we do on this show and our regular lives, which is be positive. Yes, you guys have noticed on our show we focus on the funny, we focus on the positives. That's what we try to do. Yes. And, you know, we do that for a reason, right? Uh, I mean, positive positivity is infectious. It is. It is. It is, and it's good for your mental state. It's good for your overall health, and it's good for the people around you. Yeah. So upcoming travel for us, if you guys don't know, we're going to Jacksonville this Woo-hoo! coming weekend. So we're going to go see our friends at Pineapple Parties. Uh, maybe we'll make our way back down to Secrets for too long. And, of course, we got Nowheresville, Illinois in March. For yeah, that's, that's a true. rascal wedding. Yeah, now. yeah. That's a rascal wedding. We're super excited. I think we booked our tickets and we're going to have like a commune house. Right. With a, like a mini reunion. Oh, God. So the week stuff. after we get back from Jamaica because we have that trip at the end of February. That's right. We've got so like in February. 2019 again. It's just kicking ass already. So if you guys want to travel with us at Casual Swinger, you can go to our website and it says travel with us. There's a big old link. You can click on that, enter your information, and we'll send you information about our upcoming trips, which right now I think we have February and November for Hito, but uh, that kind of stuff. And you know, you're welcome to travel with us. We'll give you our travel agent's information. That's how that works. But uh, you know, without further ado, Today's episode, Hito She Wrote. Hito She Wrote. That's You're such a genius. I love that. That's adorable. Yeah, Hito She Wrote. Uh, Miss Chris Antilly. Uh, fantastic interview. Wonderful lady. Like we said, if you haven't read the book, buy the book, read the book, listen to the audio version of the book. Even if you never plan to go to Hito, if you're never going to go, haven't been, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, the book's fantastic. The book is how I introduced Mallory, you know, to the lifestyle and to Hito, and I just handed mm, her the book. It was really. the second step in the process. Okay. We all know the first time to, you're not an asshole. You're just obtuse. <laughs> I think it's the best way of putting it. I digress. But check this interview out. This lady is so badass. You know, lots of guys say that their celebrity crush is Scarlett Johansson or or Jessica Biel or Jessica Alba. Mine is Chris Santilli. She is just a whoop-ass writer, and she wrote The Definitive Guide to Hedonism too. Uh, but not just that. She is a classy, classic example of what a lady uh, should be in the lifestyle and in the in the in the writing space and in the just the hedonistic just I don't know she's everything you hope you can be and she's been going to the resort 
since she was 24 years old. 24 years old. And, and you know, she told us how old she was. I'm not buying it. I, I'm not buying it either, and I'm never going to say it out loud. I will not either, but she did, and you're going to find out about it here in just a minute. Mal, do you want to tell everybody how they can find us one quick time before we jump to the interview? All right, guys. If you're looking for us, you can find us at www.casualswinger.com. Questions, feedback, hit us up at podcast at casualswinger.com. You can find us as Casual Swinger just about everywhere. That's S-D-S, or sorry, S-L-S, S-T-C, Cassidy, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and if I forgot something else. God help us all. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little tongue tight over here. That's right. Happy New Year, guys. This is Chris Santilli and the Naked Truth about Hedonism too. You're listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back to Casual Swinger, everybody. We've got a special surprise for you today. Very excited, guys. So we have a beautiful young lady by the name of Chris Santilli joining us today. Miss Santilli, how are you? I am doing great, and thank you for calling me young and beautiful. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) So you are an author, you're a professor, you're a guest of the resort down at Hedo. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on for you. And uh, you've got a really special thing that we're going to be introducing to our guests today, which is the new version of your book. Which I'm excited about, too. It was a fun, it's always a fun project when I get to update it. It's a third edition, finally, after 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years. So you wrote the first version of this book back in 1998, right? Yes, in uh, 1998, the first version of a travel humor book. It's called The Naked Truth About Hedonism too. <laughs> okay that's that, that i mean that book obviously so our listeners know how much we love hedonism too but they also know your book is how i introduced mallory to hedo to the lifestyle i mean there's a lot of things that your book did in our lives so having you here i gotta tell you you're my celebrity crush so <laughs> this is true you're pretty cute too it's <laughs> Oh man, we live. Yeah, that that book was pivotal in in that moment in my life to uh, give me the confidence to at least explore the idea of going to a place like that, and it changed everything. Yeah, Yeah. it's massive. I I mean, for all of us, it changed my life too. The confidence it gives ladies, I think, is what makes it such a draw for people. Because the girls are the owners, you know. Absolutely. Well, before we dig into the resort and the book and, and all these things, because so this is huge, I want to start with why do we have Chris Santilli, the author of The Naked Truth About Hedonism 2, on Casual Swinger? Uh, there's a brand new book, right? It's the third edition of this book. We love yep. the resort. We talk about the resort here on our show, and we thought it would be fantastic to have you come on here. Number one, promote your book a little bit and tell people about it, but we would also love people to know more about you. So. Oh, Okay. I'd like to start with our, our first question for you today, which is about you, the author. How long have you been a writer? Right. And, and what well, made you want to become a storyteller in the first place? Well, I think, um, frankly, it's one of my only job skills beyond my Alfred Hitchcock impressions. And I do a darn good mosquito, too. That's terribly impressive <laughs> and it's never gotten me a date. 
But um, beyond secretarial skills, and and if I'm going to be typing all the time, I figured I better have something to say. And so that's why I'm a writer. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, so your bio says you're a a professor as well. I mean, do your your students read your work? Did they ask you about Hito? No, I've been hiding. When I got married, I I took my husband's name 10 years ago, but I published under my maiden name. And my students can't find me on the internet anymore, which is kind of fun. But I, they do read my work, but not my hedonism stories. They read stories about how I write about manscaping for the Chicago Tribune or something like that. <laughs> and they, they cringe and grin at that. So I'm, I would hate to have them see the actual book itself. That would be a little much for them, I'm sure. Oh, I but can't they even don't imagine. Find- Oh, Lord. It's kind of fun that they can't find me on the Internet anymore, because I always kind of give them hints that I write naughty stuff. And I always tell them, well, it's not masturbatory. And then they giggle because of the word masturbation and all that. But they can't figure out how to find me on the Internet because they don't know my maiden name. So I run low. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, you, I mean, think about it, their creativity, they maybe they don't want to read it. Maybe they're like, oh, my God, what's she writing about? But at the same time, they don't realize what a pro you are. <laughs> I, you're kind. <laughs> you know, they say, you know, those who can't do, they teach. Oops, that would be me. But <laughs> it, it, you're supposed to teach what you know. And, and in college, that you're supposed to be a subject matter expert. So I, every year I get a little better at it. I'm, 58 right now and so i've been working at this for oh you years. don't look a day over 25 <laughs> yeah, I, I like how the alcohol fades our eye power yeah it's always a good thing and i just got so, glasses too so oh, they're there so sexy though i'm loving the glasses Ooh, nice well, so when you teach your kids about writing, um, are you teaching? Because you know this book is a travel guide. It's also a, mm-hmm. a humorous look at the resort. Um, mm-hmm. So when you teach, what do you teach? Do you teach uh, journalism? Do you teach photojournalism? I mean, because your degrees are in photojournalism, right? So sure, yeah. Uh, what do you teach? I, I, I would like to teach journalism. However, I've been teaching English, which I like to call. Hey, I teach writing because that sounds so much more sexy. And then some people think it's riding like in a horse. And then it sounds really sexy. But <laughs> no, I, I, I'm teaching essay writing and term paper writing for the most part. And they have to follow my list of 20 writing tips. Otherwise, they get C's or less on their papers. It's really a vicious, vicious class. And they either love me or they hate me. And they all say that I'm tough as nails. So it's just fun for me to torture them. And then, of course, I do get to teach them about Girls have three holes down there, not two. Because some of them don't know these things, and that's what the class want to make. Basic anatomy. Yeah, they need to know. I, I've met 50-year-old men who don't know that. It's like, wow. hello. Oh, well, yeah. we, we do have a tendency towards being obtuse as men. Once we find the go-go button, then, then we just kind of focus on it, and there's nothing else. True, done. true. Yes. I've met men who think women pee out of their butts, and I'm like, no, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the last trip to to Hito that we took uh, just before we saw you, it was like Squirtapalooza. There was the squirting episode. It felt like the annual <laughs> reunion, right? Yeah, that was something I'd never seen on the beach at Hito. And as you know, I've seen a lot of things down there. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Mallory and I have seen so, things down there that make your toes curl. So, Mallory, did you end up like in a participatory sport where you had to, everybody performed, or or was it just a, another group that was just doing it? 
It was a medley of uh, several different groups and people we knew in general. I have a desire to participate, but I don't think I'm one of those lucky girls. So I understand. <laughs> Me too. I'm not so much lucky there. <laughs> and I like but it was neat to see. I like the use of Mallory's word medley. It was a medley. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> was a medley. I just wrote that down just because I want to use those words. <laughs> That's perfect. And we don't consider that uh, thievery. It is creative plagiarism. Absolutely. It, re- research is stealing from many. Plagiarism is stealing from one. That's perfect. <laughs> you guys sound like a, the lost parts of history of the world. We, pro- we probably are. Uh, well, so tell us about what made you want to write The Naked Truth. I mean, what, what inspired you about the resort or the people? What drove you to say, I have to take this thing that I feel and give it to everybody? Okay. It, it, first off, it wasn't about me. It's it, number one. I write for a living, so you're supposed to write about what you know. And by the by, ninety eight, when the first edition of the book came out, I had been going there since eighty five. So I knew a lot about the place. I kind of grew up with it because I started when I was twenty four. And so, since you write about what you know, and at the same time, there was that strange thing you may have heard of it. It's called the internet, <laughs> and it was blossoming in the mid to late nine, 1990s. And so there was all these people talking to each other, and so I had easy access to people writing things down on the internet, and so I could ask their permission to use their written opinions. And that kind of started me off because I wanted the book to be everybody's voice, not just mine, because I have my impressions, but everybody else has different ones. And I wanted to make sure I included them all. And the book became like the source of putting it all together in one spot. Oh, that's fantastic. So you said 1985 is when you went the first time? I was 24 years old. I was a baby girl. I'd never been naked before. Wow. So was it still hedonism too back then? Yes, it started out as the Grill Beach Village in 1976, but in 1981, it changed into hedonism too, because the word hedonism was the motto of the first hotel, the, the Grill Beach Village. So it didn't really change, it just changed its name. And the ownership with the government had kind of changed a little more, so that the one guy who owned it until 2013 had it in his hot little hand by 1981, all his own instead of the so, government. Um, so hedonism, too, is a place, but hedonism is an emotion or a feeling, right? That's... It's a philosophy of life, that pleasure is the ultimate good. Check that out. That's really neat. Yeah. So how did you hear I've never... little resort in the middle of the Caribbean? Right. Some a tour agency I went to, I was going to go to a club med out in, uh, I'd been to one or two club meds already at that point, and they were cool because that was a swinging single days of club med, or the end of the swinging single days. And I was going to try the one in Thailand, being a good uh, then Catholic Italian firstborn and only girl of Italian parents, I had to stay live at home at that point when I was 24. And so I said, Mom, I want to go to Thailand. And she said, No, I don't think that's a good idea. And I said, Well, there's this other option, an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. 
And she said, oh, go to Jamaica. We've been to Jamaica. It's lovely. You'll like it there. So my mother, who never has read my book and won't even say the word hedonism correctly, she goes, hedonism. She, <laughs> she sent me to Hedo, actually, and she will never forgive herself. But she's dead now, so that's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mom. Sorry if you're pissed. Yeah, there it goes. Oh, that's she was awesome. a lovely mother growing up. She just became problematic later, but who cares? So, well, so she got. <laughs> you are on the third edition of this book. Uh, yeah, why? Things have changed. Things have changed. We, yeah. The owner changed in 2013. So, five years ago, a man named Harry Lang bought the place, and he has an interesting history. And he basically bought his favorite toy, and he's made changes to this hotel, this resort. It still does a lot of the things it did before, but it's upgraded to the nth degree in comparison. I mean, in the old days, we wouldn't have hot water. We wouldn't have electricity. You know, All the rooms had candles in them, and it wasn't for throwing wax on each other, even though some people thought it was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And now we have two generators. And so if electricity goes out for 10 minutes, that's a big deal. And four people get pregnant. It's like, whoa, it's in the dark. You know, it doesn't happen so often. That's where hedo pregnancies came from. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the 10 minute blackout. Woo! It, it's funny. We all cheer when it goes out and then we all cheer when it comes back on. You know, and, and women are walking around dazed because there were fornication happening. Woo! That's, that's hilarious. So you self-published your book. What does that mean? And did the nature of your book create any problems finding a publisher? Um, not, well, it, it was trouble finding a printer initially. So that, that's why I was glad that print on demand eventually happened, because a lot of printer houses, you know, there's going to be a lot of people handling the book and they don't want to look at books with nude pictures in it because people equate nudity with pornography. So I had a problem finding a printer in the first place, but I finally did. And uh, I found that self-publishing is the way to go. Number one, you don't have to give all your profits to a publisher. By self-publishing, especially when you have a niche market book like this, that, you know, it's specifically a travel guide for hedonism too. There's a definite market that you can find. If you can reach your own market, you don't need a publisher. And I knew how to reach the market because of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so that changed a lot of things for you as a writer then. It gave you a, a, an access to an audience. That's exactly right. And so there was no point in making someone else be involved. And if you're a writer and you want to publish a book and you want a publisher, you still have to do all the marketing for the book anyway. Hmm. So why use a publisher? Yeah, so, why give away your money for nothing? Yeah, I mean, it, it buys you credibility, but in this day and age, everybody's self-publishing, so it's not a thing. Well, and so uh, you are actually running into a bit of an issue, right, with one of the 800-pound <laughs> gorillas in the book industry. Oh, God, yes. All over again. Now, Amazon, who does my book, Print, print on Demand, they are worried that this is pornography and that I'm writing erotic fiction. So all week long, I've been in a back and forth discussion with them trying to say, hello, this is a humor travel book. It's nonfiction. And somebody decided that it's erotic literature. 
and it's naughty, and because of the naked pictures in it, they're going to pull it possibly. How so asinine I'm in a is fight that? Right. Say that one more time. I said, "How asinine is that?" That's uh, oh, first you. of all, I guarantee you, it's not fucking fiction because Mallory and I were there for the stories. <laughs> Yeah, you yes. gave me some of them. I do recall some of the finest stories. <laughs> hey, thank you. Well, so you mentioned Harry Lang. Uh, Harry Lang uh, being the guy that that rode in on, on the white horse with a group of other owners and took over the club from Super Clubs uh, or the yeah. resort from Super Clubs. So that has led to an evolution at hedonism. And I call it an evolution because uh, it has happened over the last few years. Things have been changing a little bit at a time, a piece at a time. Tell us about that evolution and what sort of things are changing uh, from your perspective under Harry's leadership. And that led you to write this new version of your book. Right. Oh my goodness. But back in about 2000, we were aging out. Everybody was getting old and dying. And we're thinking, is this hotel going to last? And then suddenly it started to get a few more younger people. And that was good. And then in the last five years, I think the age, average age has gone down by five to 10 years. So it's no longer upper 50s. It's mid 40s is kind of the average age now. And it's still going down more. And that's how it started when it was back in the 80s and 90s. It it was had the... Um, you know, the four, lower 40s was the average age, and now it's coming back down just like that. And that adds so much more energy. And, there, and you know, frankly, with Harry there, because he's a big proponent of the lifestyle, and he has marketed it that way as more of a sexier place than it was before. Before it was kind of naughty. Now it's sexy. Uh. Now it's like, lifestylers, come on board. It's, it's more open. It's, it's not so indirect. Even though people were getting it on just as much in the old days, just they weren't as quite as public about it. And and what's what I've found different, you know, with this younger, sexier group, which is great. And you guys, for example, have this wonderful idea of the fun beach things you're doing. But most groups are not being as playful or as foolish and silly and fun as your group. Because I'm thinking that they're taking the sex thing a little bit too seriously sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, people have said to me, you're not here to, you know, why aren't you fucking me? You know, aren't you here to fuck? And I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm enjoying myself. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is not a fuck club. Why is that like the, the prime directive for some people, but not for all? Well, there are 24 hours in a day. You can't fuck all day long. You got to do no, other stuff. No. Yeah, well, you got to take that pause that refreshes so it becomes interesting again. Exactly. Well, so, so that is an interesting evolution, right, Mel? Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. The, the come one, come all and putting that, that it's open to lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's a huge change. That's not something when we got in the lifestyle together, what, 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. That we'd seen no not at all yeah no, definitely oh, and, and, and apart from the lifestyle thing harry has made this more it, he's been basically added stars to the resort it used to be camping basically you know like i said if you got the hot water woo-hoo, we got hot water you know then you get a party in your room yeah fr- frankly now we only get hot water when 
the pipes get messed up and it comes up through our toilet and we can steam the wrinkles out of our ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call it the Hedo Shuffle. And it's when, you know, the hot water comes and goes uh, right uh -huh. at dinner time. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a fun little that, dance. Just... It, it depends on the room you're in. I'm in the cheap rooms, and for some reason we get the good hot water. You're closer to the water heater, closer to the boiler yeah. probably. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Down in H-Block, it's the Hedo Shuffle all day long. Completely. I don't go there anymore. <laughs> the infrastructure is old. But Harry's been trying to bring something new every single year to upgrade the experience. He's improved the food incredibly. We have so many call brands of alcohol that are just there for the taking. You know, what kind of scotch you want if he's got it, you know, that kind of thing, all the rums. Actually, what, speaking of booze, what I found really funny is that Back in the 90s and the early 2000s, everybody was drinking rum drinks. That was the rum, the booze of choice. Now it's vodka. Everybody's doing vodka. It's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I have to agree. I think we see more people drinking uh, vodka-based drinks. That's the anti-carb movement, I think. Yes. It's the anti-carb. Yeah, it's got to maybe, be what it is. But, Vodka's potatoes. That's like Carb Central. What are they? <laughs> you would think so, but rum is sugar, so uh, that'll lead it's us. It's sugar. It's alcohol. <laughs> yep. Well, and so that actually, the drink conversation leads me to something. Um, you publish a list of Hito drinks in your book. Yeah. And yeah. I just saw it pop up. Well, actually, it's not in the book. I took it out of the book. It Did was you? in the second edition. I published it separately as a gift to people who subscribe to my email list, and I put it on a group, a Facebook group. I posted it there for people. So I took it out of the book, actually. It used to be in the book. Oh. Well, oh. I tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to your email list in our show notes. So anybody listening okay. to this episode that wants to go and get this list of amazing drink recipes from Miss cool. Santilli, you can do that. Uh, and you have to subscribe to her mailing list to do it. So. That yeah. sounds great. I'm I do want to know what your favorite drink is on that list, though. <laughs> on the list, actually, there's a, a Jello shot that is my favorite. It tastes like rum and Coke. It's black cherry Jello with rum as the booze, and that tastes like rum and Coke. No shit. So no kidding. Yeah, really kind of freaky, but it works beautifully. It's my favorite. But my, my favorite drinks are not on that list. I like what I call a Chris Piss and a Chris Piss. <laughs> Depending on the time of day, because I, I have to take my alcohol in, you know, in, specifically for different parts of the day. The crisp this <laughs> this is pineapple rum with a splash of grapefruit, Ooh. and then the crisp kiss is rum cream on ice with a splash of club soda on top. On top, and it tastes like a New York egg cream. Ooh, wow, interesting. All right, so, so I, now I'm I may have to try to... some of these drinks. Yeah, I'm well, trying to teach the bartenders that, you know, Chris Piss, Chris Kiss, because the old bartenders knew my drinks, but now they got so many new ones, they have to retrain them. Well, you have been going to Hito for a very long time, and, mm -hmm. and you're, a, you're, I mean, we're a lifestyle podcast, obviously. We, when we travel to the resort, we're with a group that is not purely lifestyle, uh, but we have right. a lot of lifestylers, and we do a lot of things that are and are not. But my question for you is, as a person that has been going for a long time, over the last few years, we have seen Harry make a turn toward a more lifestyle-friendly vibe with things like the playroom and and uh, yeah. 
events. How do you how do you think that's going to be received by new and longtime guests at the resort alike? Okay, there's two different audiences, if you ask me. I think the new people are coming in expecting this. I think this is why they're coming to hedonism. They're like, where are the playrooms? What's going on? We want to be naughty. They're not talking everybody because there's differences, of course. And then there's other people like the long-timers who keep it possibly more private overall, but they're still getting it on, and there's still just as many <laughs> lifestyles in that group. Who are we kidding? You know, it just, as they age out or die, which happens, oh my God. <laughs> just Your mom's calling to them. I know, God, from the grave. She, they, they just tend to be more discreet. I think uh, because you don't really have to step over copulating couples, you can step around them easily. I don't think it's a problem. And like I said, there is that expectation that I think Harry, the new owner, is trying to develop that sense of now we are more lifestyle friendly. Come on board. So I, I think everybody's getting what they're expecting. I think so. I like that. So getting back to the book, so you've mm-hmm. added uh, and updated this third version. So how did you decide which stories made the cut and which ones to include? <laughs> Uh, that, that's a that's a tricky one because so many people come up to me. I got a story. I got a story, and then they describe this great sexual adventure with this exotic person, and then five more people joined in, and then what happened? They came. Orgasm <laughs> is not a punchline. I am not going to use. We came. Rah rah! Didn't we all? It, it's got to have a punchline to it. It's it, it's so. The orgasm stories don't make it in, even though there's lots of sex stories in there. They've got to have something funny going on, or at least a twerk of the words. And some stories are just too visual, or they're too uh, oral, A-U-R-A-L, they're in the ear. Like I tell Uh a joke, uh, it's a dolphin joke, but you can't write it down. You have to hear it, because it's the sound of a dolphin that makes the joke funny. So some stories just lend themselves to words or visual pictures that you can paint. But again, I always have to tell people, oh, right. yeah. Well, that kind of goes back to, there's that old saying, well, maybe you had to be there for it to be funny or for it to be inspiring right. or interesting. And I think when we right. tell our stories about the resort or our travels or the rascals or whatever the things that we do with, you know, that are hedocentric, uh, everybody goes, God, I feel like I need to do this. Like, I feel like I'm there. And it's, I think that's how much the resort touches people on that visceral level that the stories yeah. that they tell aren't simply oral. They aren't, no. you know, you didn't have to be there to get it. But Mickey, you can't dis- discount your ability to tell a good story. Let's, let's give you some credit there. You are a master. <laughs> here, <laughs> here, sister. Difference. You know? Uh, maybe that's it. But I like to give the credit to Hito because I love the damn place. Um, oh, so, yeah. It is fun. You know, and you you kind of told us what it was like back in the day when you went to Tahiti the first time back in the 80s that it was like camping and no hot water. But here's something that I'm curious about. Do you miss yeah. what it was back then? Do you miss those days? Uh, frankly, yeah. I was younger. I was hot. I was cute. <laughs> I was a single girl. Now I'm an old middle-aged married woman. The only advantage being I got fat until my tits got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's. I miss the excitement of what used to be the piano bar. It's changed. It's a different uh, ambiance in there. I miss, you know, like I said, being a young girl. 
And the one thing I miss most of all is because so many things have been added to the resort. You know, you have different places you can eat for dinner, for lunch. There's different places you can go. There's TVs in the room now. We didn't have those. There's phones in the room. We didn't have those. You know, there's, there's things that can distract people, and, and we have Wi-Fi. And so people can spread out over the whole resort more. And with the over 500 maximum people, when you spread them out, you lose a certain amount of energy. And having proximity made for the incredible group energy of the old days that I think we're kind of missing sometimes. For example, last, I think it was November, didn't a whole cruise boat of 700 naked people come and converge on the hotel? Yeah, they did. true. Yeah, and that added so much energy to the place because you had enough bodies in one spot. That's more bodies than I've ever seen at Hito. Yeah, well, it, it's over twice what the hotel can normally hold. And that adds a lot of good juju, you know? Oh, it did. It really did. It was an amazing vibe. Well, your, uh, yeah. your, your hosts here were the hosts of the pool party that day. So we hosted that pool party. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did, is that when you did your Guitar Hero game? That was Guitar Hero. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that game. That was, that was a good one. Um, I, we've got to come up with a new twist on that. We've got some ideas uh, for coming up in February to do some stuff, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> I, no doubt. <laughs> if you're in charge, I am not worried about it one bit. one <laughs> God, we love you so much. So before I forget, I had a question about Vinny's and Wally's that you wrote about in the book, because I remember reading through and and looking at these descriptions and anticipating, you know, running into these men at the resort. And we saw one here and there. But as of recently, I'm not, I don't know if I still see that vibe, like from single guys. What are you, what's your take on that? I agree with you completely. I, in fact, that that section of the book used to be really big, and now it's less than half that size because they're not really a problem. You'll get one Wally, some old guy who likes to lurk and watch, and you'll get the very rare Vinny that we call them. Those are the young guys. You know, hey, you you want to see my junk? You come in the room with me and you see my junk. I'm not showing everybody my junk. You know, this kind of thing. I was so hoping you would describe them. I love it. That's one of my favorite parts of the book when I read it the first time. Well, so Wally's back in the day, like when I first started going, were guys jerking off in the bushes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just stroking. And then we had one. um, We did. You and I were on Jim and Rachel's porch. That's correct. he was standing on the beach jerking off looking at you and Rachel. Oh, geez. I'm not surprised. There's more Wally's than Vinny's these days, definitely. uh, At least they have the grace to get naked, but ugh. Masturbation is not good unless there's people involved with the exercise. <laughs> well, hey, you're describing my sex life in high school, okay? So, <laughs> weren't we all there? <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, God, so, I was worried and when I was 16. I masturbated every single day of my life. I was like, "Will this never end? I must, I must." <laughs> Nights in white satin lasted three minutes and 16 seconds. I could go from a quote start of the warp engines and rev that baby up and go, "Boom! I'm done. Thank you very much. I can fall asleep now. Goodbye." <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, masturbation is not a marathon; it's a sprint. So, yeah, <laughs> get from point to intent. So you know, and I've I read. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at your first edition on my bookshelf, third edition, the baby one, the skinny one. Yeah, 
Oh, that's crap. Don't read that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh, the second. Crack. And she has the second edition, and your third edition will be here, I don't know, Friday. Sure. Cool. Did you get the color or the black and white? Oh, color. Come on. Did you? Yeah. Thank you. No, we, we, well, we, we've got to support our favorite author, but you know, I, I remember in your book, and this is something I say all the time, all the time, that when people ask me, you know, what it's like to get naked and what it's like to be on the beach and what it's like to be around all these swingers and these, and what happens mm-hmm. if your grandfather's around and they ask all these questions, but I tell them, forget all of it. All right. The second yeah. hardest thing you do is take your clothes off. The yeah. hardest thing you do is putting them back on. I got that mm-hmm. from you. No, I stole it from the nudists. Nudists have said that for, you know, decades and decades. Have they? I'm not original. I told you, I steal from many. <laughs> well, tell us they, about your first time stepping on that beach and taking your uh, taking your clothes off. How long did it take you and how scared were you? Okay, I'm a real loser. Let me give the truth here. I, when I was 24 and I went, I didn't know there was a nude beach on the other side of the hotel. I was having so much fun on the prude beach and hanging out. And then by the end of the day, I'd see all these people I had never seen all day. And I was wondering, who are they and where did they come from? Did they sleep in all day? No, they were down at the other end and I didn't even know there was another end. So I was a completely dressed prudy for four trips. Oh I didn't oh my know. Goodness. I'm not a wandering kind of girl. I don't wander. I kind of... I have a place to be. I am here. And so, oh, my God, I was so embarrassed for myself when I finally figured it out. And it dawned on me they're having way more fun down there than they are down here. So I strolled down there one day and I'm like, oh, my God. So I did topless on my fourth trip. And then finally I went naked on my fifth. I I was, remember, I was raised Catholic. I believed that if you were naked, you were a a bimbo. Now, granted, on my first trip, I had four men in four days. But that's beside the point. I don't want to tell people that. that Except for the thousands of listeners. Yes, thank you very much. But I was 24, so that's like a whole lifetime ago. you know. So it's like the other person. And I was different because I became like big and strong, like womanly, and I can tell men. I don't want that. What am I going to do? Floss my teeth with that? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, when they're shaking it at me, going, "You want this, bitch?" You know, not so much. So, uh, yeah, I, it, I was stupid. I was young. Yeah, at the the first pajama party I went, they had pajama parties back then because that was the thing in the disco. Uh, I had my mother's nightgown on because it was the sexiest thing uh, on this planet. Right? It's a little short silky nightgown covered everything and somebody walked up to me and tried to tie up the side so more of my thigh would show and i said oh no 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 i can't do that oh no they'll see it's like oh for god's sake i got over this thank goodness most people don't take as long as i did i was a slow learner oh no so this was my first trip but like i said four men in four days woohoo one of them was one of the coordinators. Yay! Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Oh, and then he gave me crabs, thank you very much. And I didn't know which one gave <laughs> oh it to me. <laughs> Until I went back four months later and got it again. Whoopsie! Oh now I figured God. it out. My mother did not let me sit on the furniture for four months. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I think that's a lot harder to do today, though, right? Because nobody has any hair down there. So. Right, right. It's not an issue. God, I had a bush, like, Mac... Bushes Maximus. Now I'm all trimmed up. I'm stealing that. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Uh, people were amazed at the size of my bush. It was ridiculous. But now it, 
I keep a little poof. I have virgin poof that I have never removed, but you know, all around it, it would be naked. But the landing like strip. My... That is yeah, absolutely I strip. spectacular. I have a, a little nose tickler. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to call his mustache his womb broom. Oh, yeah. oh, I like that. That's a classic, too. Yeah, well, Got he's a, a classic. Hey, <laughs> you still have your daddy. <laughs> so today the resort uses the tagline, uh, pursue pleasure. Yes. It used to be, be wicked for a week. Do yes. you think they, they... that either of those are more or less appropriate today? And if you could pick something different, what would it be? Okay. I think both of them still work beautifully. I loved Be Wicked for a week. That was what from the 90s, I think. And they had beautiful ads in Playboy magazine back when Playboy was the thing. But if I were going to pick a motto, I would probably say something like, instead of Be Wicked for a week, I'd say Be Wrecked for a week. <laughs> because you know, it just totally toasts your brain. <laughs> it all falls off on your shoulder and you have to wipe it in and you have to get suntan lotion and then your brains are gone. And it's like, <laughs> everybody goes home sick. It's like, I got a head cold because I kissed too many people. You know? so oh. I do think that's a running ourselves. joke in this household that you know, when you come back from a cold, it's like, oh, I wonder if I got that from the air conditioner. And then you think about uh-huh. the people you kissed and the people you were around all week and probably wasn't the AC. Oh, no. It was no, and communal lips. Absolutely. Yes. And another communal drinking. Oh, let me try that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, because we're such <laughs> uh, a social uh-huh. group. Uh, the disease spreads. <laughs> so one of the things about the resort that has always stood out, and when I talk to people, uh, again, I take a lot of my information from your books on this stuff, but mm-hmm. is their infamous return rate, right? The, the return yeah. customer rate is, is their, their gleaming, you know, fa- the best return Fighting rate in the industry. No, in the, in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. That, that's where they, yeah, it used to be higher, I think, for the whole world, but I think they made that up, and now it's just they can verify for the Caribbean they have the highest repeat rate. Their highest repeat customer rate. Now, they made some changes that were pretty unpopular on some of the boards that you and I are both members of. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the 14-3 program where you went 14 days and you got three days free. They took that yep. away for 2019. Do you think that mm-hmm. is going to have a major impact on attendance? And and what about that return rate? I mean, are people only going to go for a week now instead of coming back for those next eight to 10 days? Or what do you think is going to happen? A lot of, there's a lot of threats like that. I do not think it will matter much, to be honest, unfortunately. A lot of us ranted and raved and wrote our angry letters, and I think think we, we've been grandfathered for 2019 if we already had booked our 14 days. So that's one concession they made, but I think our party's over. And I think that the new crowd coming in doesn't know about 14.3 or use it very often because the young people can't get as much time off as us old farts. <laughs> and they don't have as much money as the old farts. So they're coming just once a year anyway. So I don't think it's going to matter much, and especially as the turnover. Frankly, the old farts are dying. We're dying, and we're not coming anymore because we we're, can't walk around. I mean, I'm 58. I'm still walking around. I got a good 10 years. I'm going to be good. I know. Hopefully, 20. We'll see. But in reality, you know, when you're when you're in your 70s and 80s, you get tired sometimes. Our health takes its toll. So I think that it's not going to matter much in the in the big picture. I think it's going to be just fine, and people will be happy with their book 12 days and get $700 credit. I think that they will be happy with that. 
That's interesting feedback. I think it you is. might be right. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I have to agree. Well, I do have to say, though, that you've got 10 years left. I hope that I get to see you every single one of them sitting in a hot tub with me sharing stories from the dumb shit Mallory and I do down there. So, Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to be there. I promise. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Um, getting back to the book. So how often do you get feedback from your readers and, and what the book did for them? And has that impacted you as a writer? Oh my gosh. As, as a writer, no, it, it, it doesn't change my writing per se. It, what it does is it, it's gratifying to know that somebody likes your work because we all need a little pat on the back and we all need to be encouraged that what we're doing is good. And it's, the heartwarmingness of it. It makes me feel like I'm not going to go hiding or under a rock. I'm so grateful. It's, it's a life gratefulness. It's, it's like having purpose. And I did my purpose. Yeah, you know, it, it's not sexy, but it, it feels good that I made a difference in the world. I don't have children, so I have to make a difference somewhere. So you, you pop out a book, and if people like it, that's awesome. Love it. It's, you definitely deserved. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do. I know so many people that say this book was a life changer for them because it inspired them to take that leap. And for them, some of them, that leap was just getting to the resort. And for other people, that resort was dropping that layer of clothes that led to that layer of personality and and opening themselves up. And it just, their lives changed, right? I mean, part of it was the resort, but they never went without your book. So it's, it was seminal in, in, in our world. And I think okay. it's it's certainly maintained that in, in some of the people we've met, um, which is which is crazy. So I have one more question for you from me uh, before uh-huh. we get to the shameless plug portion of this, which I Woo-hoo. hope that we enjoy. Uh, but you know, plugs. Uh, so we talked about you know you missing the resort and what it was, and we've talked yeah. in this interview about uh, you know the new generation coming in. And how Mm -hmm. they're internet driven and they're a little younger and and they're different. But if you could pick a few things that you would tell new people coming to Hito that they have to do or or don't miss or or what could you tell them? What would you tell them as a longtime person who has things that you miss and things that you appreciate about the new parts of the resort? What would you tell those folks? A couple of things that don't miss it. You got to do it. You know, this is the best part of Hito. The words I would say is, good God, take a chance. Risk being a fool. Get up on stage and do the stupid shit. Get up there and say the stupid shit. See how it goes. You're going to, you know, sink a few times, but if you don't shoot, you don't score. And once you score, as in, I'm not just talking about sex score. I'm talking about letting it all out there. We all love goofballs. We all love the extreme funky, wild-ass people who are not harmful to others. We like to see something unusual. Bring it. Be, this is your place to be your shining star. And so be it. Don't be afraid. You'll, you'll get untold confidence. And when you have confidence, you suddenly love yourself more, and that makes you able to love others even more. That's amazing. I love it. That's beautifully put. I, I got goosebumps. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and I love that you used one of my phrases without even knowing it because I tell people all the time when they come to us, you're going to do stupid shit with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're going to feel good about it. Yeah. You're going to feel great about it. It's amazing. It, it's uh, so what he does for. 
let's do this shameless plug. Let's tell people where they can find your book and what versions right. it's available in and how they can get it. Well, it's for, for the three more days <laughs> until I'm kicked off Amazon. No, um, what I recommend is the best way to, to find it is going through my website, actually. That way, all the versions will come up. And my website is chrissantilly.com. So there's two S's in the middle where Chris and Santilli bump into each other. But there, you, you just click the buy the book bump button and you hit all four versions. There's two print versions, one in color, which is insanely priced, and then the black and white one, which is the same price as 20, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then there is an audio book with no pictures. And then there is the ebook which comes in a kindle and an epub version and all of those you can find from my website and of course because i have the links to amazon and i have the links to all the other places you get to all the places you can buy these things if you're interested and then all these places and my website tells you about them is that a good plug uh, that's a great plug okay should we should we do the chris one more time c-h-r-i-s <laughs> <laughs> then Santilli, the tricky name, S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I dot com. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> I said it like you had pom saying it. I love it. That's yeah, good. We're I had my hands up in little fists. <laughs> We're going to put that link in the show notes, and we'll put the uh, Amazon link in there as well, just in case anybody wants to grab it in the next couple of days. Uh, but it, anything special in any of those editions that isn't in another edition? Yeah, the color book has 20 extra pages and about a dozen extra pictures. All the words are the same. The ebook, if you have an ebook reader that has, you could read color pictures, the ebook, both versions, the EPUB and Kindle, both come in color, but not with the extra 20 pages worth of color pictures. And the audio book has four different actors doing the book it's really kind of fun to listen to it that's awesome excellent i might have to listen to the audio version of my next trip uh, i oh. can guarantee you i will it's it's always fun hearing stories especially because you know some of these stories do include mallory and i but uh, yeah. hearing stories about <laughs> yourself as narrated by somebody else uh, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed listening to my purported voice by the, done by these actors two women and two men and they're really good Oh, wow. All right. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, it, it goes without saying, Miss Santilli, that we adore you. We love your friendship. We love what you've done for a place that we love. But also, there's a lot of people that we've met that we never would have met if you hadn't done this because they came to the resort because of your book. And for our listeners out there, uh, you know, I hope that they've enjoyed hearing you know, from the lady right? that you wrote the guide. You wrote the definitive book on Hedonism <laughs> 2. And uh, You're kind. That's, I just think it's pleasure. cool, and I hope everybody enjoyed this as much as Mallory and I did. Oh, Very much. I know you guys, you guys can't see rock. me, but I'm grinning ear to ear. <laughs> I'm going to see you in November. You betcha. Yeah, and if not earlier. You betcha. And if anybody's got any questions, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us. And uh, Mallory, why don't you tell everybody how they can find us before we go to a break and let poor Miss Santilli get on with her day. Excellent, guys. You guys can find us at www.casualswinger.com. If you want to send us an email with your questions, hit us up at podcast at Casual Swinger. And we are Casual Swinger everywhere else. SLS, Cassidy, Twitter, Facebook, SDC, wow. Instagram. So many damn places. Miss Santilli, we want to thank you so much for your time. And everybody else, 
We'll be back soon. You're listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back, everybody, to Casual Swinger. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Santilli. That uh, was such a big deal for us. It was, and I, I'm just so grateful she took the time out of her schedule, out of her life to to sit here and chat with us. Yeah. And I always leave those conversations feeling like a better person because she's so infectious and positive. But forthcoming and, and straightforward, I mean, no bones about it. I mean, how many times did she tell us those guys were dying off and like the right? underground was yeah, coming Yeah, my dead mom and blah. And... I think I snorted and sneezed and like oh, cried. And... I choked. I was trying to I take know. a drink of my water. And I'd... Yeah. But, you know, and not just that, right? I mean, she is unabashed about talking about sex and talking about life and everything else. So much fun. We hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. We're going to jump into one of our segments that we call Cocktail Corner. That's my little corner of the universe. And normally, here's where I talk about a drink and I give you guys a recipe and I talk about the history of the drink. But my friend, Chris Santilli, I can call her my friend now because, you know. She's your friend. She does adore you too. It's so sweet. She's my favorite. But uh, my friend, Chris Santilli, puts together a list an official list of hedonism drinks and these are some of her favorites but there's like 30 drinks on this list complete with recipes how to make them this is the definitive must-have list if you're gonna have a party a pool party a yard party anything i mean now that the holidays are over and you know maybe you're planning some special events or maybe you'll be hosting some events maybe you're you're having some people over there are some great easy recipes in there that make fantastic drinks and you can impress them because these these aren't all drinks you're going to find at the local haunt. Yeah. So, so this list, I'm going to tell you how to get it because I'm going to post a link in the show notes and I'm also going to put a banner under our friends page on casualswinger.com. So I'm going to put that banner up there. You go there and sign up for her mailing list at chrissantilli.com. That's C-H-R-I-S. S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I, chrissantilli.com. Sign up for her mailing list, and it's a free gift when you sign up for her mailing list. Now, Chris doesn't spam people, right? That's a big deal to not her. Not at all. Uh, you know, she wasn't even like, – she was a little, you know, like, I'm not even sure if I should tell everybody about this interview on my mailing list because I don't like to send them too much stuff. But that's a great mailing list to be on. We're on it, and we get great info from her on the regular, including how to get that awesome book she wrote on audiobook, to buy it on Amazon, to buy it on her website, and some of the special stuff you get when you buy it from her. So go to the show notes or chrissantilly.com. If you go to the show notes, you'll get a link to chrissantilly.com. Go to our website under our friends, and that will take you to chrissantilly.com. Sign up for her, uh, sign up for her mailing list, and you will get this list of 30 drinks. So that's actually what I'm giving you for Cocktail Corner today is sign up for this mailing list and you're going to get no less than 30 drinks that you can make at your parties this spring because I know some of you fuckers are cold out there right now. <laughs> it's 82 degrees in Florida. Yes, I'm bragging. Uh, but you can get some of these drinks for those spring and summer parties you guys have coming up and make sure you go pick up this book. Even if you've never, even if you're not thinking about going to Hito, it's funny. It is. It's a like I said. It's a great read. It is. I mean, it, it, the resort aside, and I mean, it do, it does provide the the place to be a muse for these stories to happen. But it, it, there's nothing. No other books out there like this. No. 
No, nothing like this at all. But guys, that's it for us here on Casual Stringer today. Already? I know. It feels like it went in no time. I know. But, you know, we have had a ball. We've had a great weekend. We've had a great start to our new year. And we hope you all did the same. But we want to hear your stories. We want to hear from you. So come see us on CasualSwinger.com. Leave us some comments. Send us your information. Mallory's going to tell you here in just a second how you can do that. But most importantly, do us a solid. We don't have hardly any reviews on iTunes. And That's I don't know right. how that happens. Somebody should hate us by now. <laughs> <laughs> we should have some hate. Is everyone just indifferent? Maybe they're indifferent. Maybe they do. Maybe they're just like, fuck them. We don't care. But somebody should hate us. We have been, I've talked about enough midgets that there should be an angry short person somewhere. It's, 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 uh, can you, is it little people? I think you just should not say the word. Anyways, if you guys have questions, comments, feedback um, outside of the iTunes review, which we would appreciate, you can find us and contact us or email us podcast at casualswinger.com. Our website is www.casualswinger.com. And you can find us as Casual Swinger on SDC, SLS, Cassidy, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's that list. Happy New Year, everybody. Go get you some. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger.